Point God is a production of iHeartRadio. So now I got to figure out a mathematical formula of how I can win. I had to be champion. And not only champion, but everyone who I played against would recognize and acknowledge he's that dude. We're back. Point God. I'm your host, two-time NBA All-Star Baron Davis, and this is part two with the legendary Point God, the Oracle, the Professor, Isaiah Thomas. At that point, you were like, all right, we're going to be defensive oriented, right? Mm -hmm. But the majority of the offense is going to fall on you, right? And what were you thinking about, let's say, going into year four? Like, how did you train? You know what I mean? Because it's that it's that year where you like, you know what? Fuck it, man. I got to go for it. Man, I can't be sitting back. You know, it's been two years. I've been playing the way they want me to. Like, man, like, what, what, was, what was that? Because not only did you have to change defensively, but you also had to, like, take on a lot more responsibility Right. Because you're in that category, but you wanted to be in that category. Right. That category. That category. Right. So what was the only way you can get into that category is to win. Right. So, BD, like and and you'll remember this because your senior year in high school, you was that dude, too, on your team. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and anytime you wanted to, you had to green light. You can get 40 a night. Yep. But. Would y'all win? Right. So for me, it it came down to, okay, how can I uplift my teammates? Yep. How can I make them better? Mm. Because I know if this guy gets 15, this guy gets 15, this guy gets seven, this guy gets nine, this guy, you know, it's a lot of us scoring now. Right. They can stop all of us. Right. Right. If all of us become a threat, then defensively the opponent ain't good enough to stop all of us. Absolutely. So so now my scoring is going to continue to decrease, just like yours had to do. Yeah, for sure. Junior year, senior year in high school. Yeah. When you start making other people better. Absolutely. Right. Now the critics and the people who write about you in the media. Uh huh. You know, and it, and, and I never forget this. When my brother told me, he said, Junior, when they start measuring you against you. You got that. Yep. <laughs> you know, and they were saying, well, I said, you know, you used to average 23 points, but now you're only averaging 19. And the way I would answer that question is, yeah, but that's me. Yeah. And they would get mad. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> they Absolutely. would get mad. I said, because you, you're measuring me against me. Yeah. Right? And And when you're measuring me against me, I'm still winning. And, so, and 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 I'm so better making your team better. Now we win in games. Absolutely, everybody's happier, and now we become the juggernaut defensively and offensively. I'm I'm, I'm loving all this, Zeke, um, because as I'm listening to this, and as young point guards are listening to this, you know there there is a moment right where you have to define yourself. Right. You have to measure up 
against your greatness, right? And so, you know, the first the first three years in the league, right? You know, you getting off, right? But you're not getting on. You know what I mean? And so you decided that what is a number when the goal is winning, right? So so for point guards out here, it's the science, right? It's the math and the science, right? Talk about the math and the science that makes you better and not like, oh, I'm just going to be a better shooter. I'm going to work on my handles. It's like you already had the game. You were you were you were Don Dada already upper echelon. Right. You had this mastermind thing. Right. But now you started now it, going into year four. Right. When you decided the stats don't measure up to the wins. Right. Talk about the math and the science around positioning yourself into that category. You know, BD, that that is a great question. And that is the million dollar question, because Mm -hmm. the 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 criteria and the formula of of measurement that had been established for you to win, Mm -hmm. you know, though those those formulas and those numbers only applied to six, six and above. Thank you. They only apply, you know, the, the, the measurement field goal percentage, rebounding, all of that, you know, it, so for guys who play, you know, far away from the rim, you know, the rules have changed. But when I was, when I was playing, the formula for winning was in front of the rim. It, it was it was for the six six and above guys. Yeah. So so now I got to figure out a mathematical formula, of how I can win, mm. not using this formula, not using their methodology, mm. not using their measurement in terms of what's good, what's bad, but now you really going way off the path. Right. And, and nobody really understands what you're doing in terms of the people who are judging mm-hmm. writing because their criteria of measurement is, well, you know, if you're not shooting 55% from the field and right. you know, getting 12 rebounds, this is the formula for winning. Yes. So we had to create a different formula for the Detroit Pistons mm-hmm. had to create a different formula for ourselves where a guy like, Dennis Rodman can become valuable. Yes. A guy like John Sally can become valuable. Yes. James Edwards can become valuable. Vinnie Johnson, Dumars, Lambeer. None of these guys fit the criteria of measurement of success. If they were saying, oh, if you average 20 points and 10 rebounds, that means you first team all pro, da, da, da. Right. But we didn't have none of them. (laughs) Right. Right. No. Right. No, you didn't. You, you, you so, know, you, so coming up with your own formula. Yes. That would, you know, and understand. But that's on you. I, that's on you, point guard. <coughs> that was on me. Yeah. That's on you. Right. So for for the point guards, you know, listening. Right. That's on you. Right. Because because. You got to tell James Edwards. Right. That, yo, you know, 
your 15, you, you know, your, you getting 20 and 11 ain't going to work. You know what I mean? Well, you got to go tell Rodman, hey, homeboy, like you averaging 15 ain't going to help. You know what I mean? So you got to go, like, how do you go? You got to do this work. So you have to fit it. Is it a number you have to figure out? <laughs> you know where I'm going with this. And I, I know what you're doing. Because I, I remember having this conversation with Chuck Daly. I never forget we were in Portland. We had just lost in Portland. And Lambeer was our starting center. Mm-hmm. And James Edwards was backing him up. Yeah. Because, you know, everybody had been slotted into their position. One, two, yep. three, four, five spot, right? Mm-hmm. And I said to Chuck, I said, hey, you know, we have to start Lambeer and Edwards together. Mm. And he looked at me like I had two heads. Right, <laughs> right. Like, you can't start two centers, you know. And I said, no, you you got to look at their skill sets, right? Forget how tall they are and mm-hmm. their physicality. Let's look at the skills that they have. Lambeer shoots threes. Lambeer is pick and pop. Yeah. Lambeer is not a post up player. Yeah. Can Lambeer guard a power forward? One hundred. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Can guard a center? Yeah. Absolutely. How do we get the game started, Chuck? We can't start the game off shooting jump shots. Me, me, and Joe, and we can We just can't come down firing. So I need James Edwards in the middle. And if you go back and you watch any of our games. That's where y'all started. The first four plays. James Edwards. Or missed it. Absolutely. This is how we start the game. Yeah. We're going to start the game. And and don't mess around and boo to get hot. Oh, if he get hot, it's over. (laughs) Yeah. Every time. But you got to be able to start the game. Mm Mm-hmm. You got to be able to get to the second quarter without being down 10, 15. Mm-hmm. So when your second unit comes in, now they got a chance. So there's a way that you got to move through the game mm. and to get to the end. Now, when it gets to the end, the last five minutes, I got you. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. But, Just you know, get them, me close. Just get me close, them, coach. Them other 43 minutes. Yeah. If we got to maneuver through the game, yep. we got to have some strategy of how we're going to get to the last five minutes. Hmm. And those are the processes that we went through that was different than the, the Lakers and the Celtics and, you know, other teams, because this is what we had to have. This was our formula for winning the basketball. Yo, 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 we got to tap in real quick. Let's hear a quick word from our sponsors. And so, as a point guard, and as a point guard, and as the godfather of point guards, when you did that, right, you basically had to have this vision, right? Because it's like, what what is the work, right? Because people don't think we, we work, right? They just think that we show up, we work out, you know, you do drills with a trainer, you read a playbook, you know what I mean? You know the plays, and a point guard runs the plays. But a godly point guard, a, a godly point guard, right? There's a science, there's a math, right? There's an art. And then there's also, like, an insane amount of creativity, vision, you know what I mean? Hope. 
prayer, <laughs> communication, right? Can you talk about to you what does it mean to kind of, you know, when you, what does it mean as the Godfather, right? As 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 the pioneer of setting this standard, right? Of breaking this mold. What does it mean to you, like when you hear the word point guard or when you're looking at a point guard that you love? What 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 were you trying to set? We know that the barriers you were trying to break, right? But you were also trying to set a standard, right, of originality with that, right? Like you're not Zeke for nothing. You know what I mean? You ain't just picking up full court and playing defense. Like, you know, what was what was that? What was that point God vision that you had for yourself, right? Knowing that once I get these here, these guys here, and we get here, and I'm up here, what does that look like? What did that look like to you? Uh, for me, it had to be total domination, and 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 what that means is that I I had to be champion, and not only champion. But everyone who I played against would recognize and acknowledge he's that dude, right? And and the only way you get that is if you become champion. So if if you're not a champion and you can't dominate, I mean, physically and mentally dominate and enforce your will your game strategy on, on your opponent, then as small people, and BD, you know this, right? When you when you look at me, right, you look at me like, man, shit, I can get him. Right. <laughs> you know, because right. as small people, the only we don't we don't have the genetic size advantage. Mm-hmm. We don't have that, I got a 47 inch vertical right. where I can just jump over you advantage. Right. When, when smaller people, when we walk out on the floor on any given night, we looking at each other like, hey, man, shit, I, I get you. <laughs> yeah, sure. You know, we, we all, that's how we all look at each other. It's the little man, <laughs> little man complex. Yeah, whether we get ready to fight or whether we get ready to play basketball, yeah. whether we get ready to wrestle, yeah. all of us think like, hey, man, shit, me and you the same size, I can get you. Absolutely. Right? But when we look at like like you said, Alonzo morning and we don't never look at Alonzo and be like You wanna fight? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> yeah, that's the last thing you're thinking about. <laughs> so so I gotta have something over you yep. that makes you look at me and say, We the same size, but this one's better than you, you, mm-hmm. you better Yeah. And, and and when I got all the people my size saying that, okay, now we good. Now I can be a champion. Yeah. But if I walk out on the floor on any given night and, and the person my size was looking at me like I can get him. Man, I'm getting ready to I'm getting ready to mess over you. Right. Then I, I haven't won yet. Yeah. So that that's what gets you to this level mm-hmm. up here in terms of champion. Right. And then what gets you to the icon? the point God, right? You are like, of course it's the winning, but you know, not all point guards can win. You know what I mean? And so like, here's the question that we ask. If you were to describe your game 
with three to five artists, what would that combination look like? Three to five artists. I would have to go to the music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Come on. Come on with it. Come on. I would pick Stevie Wonder. Oh, okay. Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson for sure. Chuck D. Chuck D. Uh, and then I had to hit you with some Whitney and a <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Yeah. That, like- that, that, that would that would be like, you know, in terms of, you know, originality, creativity. Yeah. You know, controlling your voice mm-hmm. and then being able to go off in different directions and you know absolutely i, I, I may have to include six because i got to put prince in there too absolutely because because prince as a as an artist prince was able to do everything he can play the guitar mm-hmm. he can play the piano mm-hmm. he can sing he can write you know he just wasn't you know one dimensional uh, a, a one trick pony right which made him so misunderstood. Right. You know, and and his music, if you listen to any Prince's music, you ain't going to never hear the same beat, the same track, the same nothing. All of it was always original, Mm. you know, and and that's what I, that's what I tried to be. (laughs) You know, give you, give you something original, something that you ain't never seen because I, because I could dribble, I could shoot, I could right. play defense, I could rebound, I could do all of those things, um, but yet I was, you know, I was misunderstood. So, like, I would say Prince. Prince would Prince would probably be the person because Prince had a statement one time. They asked him like, "How would you describe yourself?" He said, "Simply complex." <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I, I, I like I like that I like that because. One, and and this this leads to my next question, right? Because, I mean, you won at the highest level. I know what you're going to say, you know, your teammates and my teammates and da-da-da-da-da. But as a point guard, if you could pick two or three teams throughout any era that you like, you know what, I like to be the point guard on that team, <laughs> take oh. him off, put me on. Can you pick a team or, you know, a couple teams that you just really felt like, damn, dude, if I was on that team, you know what I mean, you would see a whole different version of Prince. <laughs> so I would say, um, well, the, the easiest path, uh-huh. right, the easiest path during that time was, you know, you you wanted to be a point guard on the Lakers and throw it to Kareem and Worthy. Absolutely. You know, or you wanted to be Norm Nixon or Byron Scott next to Magic Johnson. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Um, but that wasn't and, for you. That's not for you. That's that wasn't the team you wanted to. That wasn't it. That wasn't yeah, that that your get down. Uh uh-uh. uh. I wanted to beat them. Yeah, absolutely. I wanted to beat the Lakers. I wanted to beat the Celtics. Yeah. You know, I wanted to beat the 76ers, but I could but I can envision and see myself being a point guard on those three teams. Absolutely. And having great success. Absolutely. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean um, where great competition comes, 
you know, great admiration, you know what I mean? And like, you know, and, and, and great respect. Is there yeah. any other team in, in an era that you didn't play in? Maybe the San Antonio. Uh, Mine was the San Antonio Spurs. Mine was uh, Phoenix, right? Take Steve Nash and, and take him off and let me get that spot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and then the Warriors with Steph. It was like, take Steph off. Let me get that spot. I like that too. Yeah. I would say, um, but definitely if you, if you had a chance to play with the Warriors, yeah. you know, with, with Clay and Steph and he <laughs> went up and down and shoot, yeah. You, now you have to take Steph off. Steph got to go. You got to say, nah, yeah. I can play with Steph. No, nah, you, know. you got to take their point guard off. And you okay, got to, so I know I, you can I, play I, with Steph. That's too much. You can't have you and Steph and Clay. We got to take Steph. And say, Can you I know play what? with Kyrie? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'd be too killer. I'd be way too killer. I'd be way too killer. Which leads me to my next question, like, as we talk about point guards. Like, if you were building a point guard today, right, and you could give him, you know, kind of five things from the point guards and the point guards that you like, what would, how would you build this person? I would want them to shoot like Steph Curry. <laughs> Absolutely. I would want them to dribble and handle the basketball like Kyrie Irving. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and, um, you know, you would, you would want the, the passing and in the in the vision of you know Chris Paul you talk uh-huh, about today uh-huh. and um, defensively <laughs> struggling now because <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> they ain't playing no defense nowadays. <laughs> I'm, I'm struggling on the defensive side of the ball because you know the way they the way they measure yeah. defense is yeah. like how steals you get. Oh but that God. ain't how I measure nah, defense. For sure. you know, like, how many points can I score on you? Right, right, right. <laughs> um but I, I would say uh, you know, the combination of those three, oh no, 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 no. My my man in uh Memphis, Ja. Ja, you want his athleticism. Oh, hey, yeah, man. you want his athleticism for hey, sure. Not, I was gonna no, say no, that. <laughs> I may just want him. His dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want his whole, I want his spirit, his energy. Oh, yeah. When it's all said and done, you know, this this next group of guards that are coming up. Uh-huh. Okay, you got Kyrie, Steph, Chris Paul. Yeah. You know, they, they, didn't, they didn't set their standard. They didn't did their thing. When I, well, when I look at Ja Morant, mm-hmm. and then I look at what Trey Young mm-hmm. could potentially be, potentially. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, he got some ways to go. He got he yeah he got to get there, but he's he get, getting there. But that John Morant, hey man, Woo. hey he, right now he the total package to me because yep. he he trying to win the game, mm-hmm. he ain't trying to like please the the critics and score twenty five points and all that. He shares with his teammates. Yep, his teammates like him, love him. He's a leader. Yeah. He plays both sides of the ball, defensively mm-hmm. and offensively. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 
You don't see him wearing the gas mask in the summer and doing all these old crazy drills. Yeah. You know, he's, he's back home. He's a natural. Know, him and his dad in the backyard working on his game. Yep. You know, I think when it's all said and done, this John Morant. He going to be, he going to, yeah. That's, he going to be really, really special. Mm. And he's an original. He is an original. Yo, you know what time it is. You know, this show wouldn't be where it is if it wasn't for our sponsors. Let them have it. What other point point guards did you like, uh, especially young guys? I know Chris Paul, we always talk Chris Paul and Kyrie and Steph, but, you know, I like that you're talking about Ja Morant. I like that you're talking about Trey Young. Uh, I like the kid Shy Glizzy uh, in OKC. I like both of the point guards. In Cleveland, uh, Sexton and yeah. um, and Darius Garland, right? Can you talk? Uh, is there any other point guards that you, uh, you know that you like that are young? Even in, even some in college, uh, you know, I like I like some of these guards, but I, I, I want to hear from you. Well, you know, I, all those guys that you just named, I like, <clears throat> but the ones that when I talk about Ja Moran, I'm talking about a guy who could who can win a championship. Yeah. In order for me to like, you know. You like them all. You got to love like them. It, but, but can you win? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, like Kyrie and Steph, I like them. Uh-huh. But they also, they, they, they didn't put the ring on the finger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't hit it in the big time when, when you're supposed to do it. Absolutely. You know, and, and that, and, and as a small person, again, that says a lot and that, that's you get my respect that way. Absolutely. Other than that, you know, I like you. We cool and everything else. But the the path that you have to take to win a championship it's tough, and the man. sacrifices that you have to make and the things that you have to do to get there. Yeah. For a small person, it's not easy. It's not it's not easy at all. So no, I respect right. any of the small guys that have won championships. Mm-hmm. Now I look at a Ja Moran and I'm like. You know, you 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 put the right kind of stuff around him. Yeah, you gonna tear this league up for a long yeah. time. Right, I I I totally. I love his game. I love his presence. I love his energy. I love his demeanor. He gangster man. He is a gangster. You know who I else? Seen, I, I ain't seen nobody try to square up and fight him. No, nah, they ain't gonna mess I with him. I ain't seen nobody have no. No, no. Hey man, that. Let him go on about his business, yeah. Yeah, before he start barking. You know what I mean? Let him keep his energy focused on basketball. Yeah, yeah. I like him. I like, I like, I like, shout out to John Morant. And then, you know, my favorite one is LaMelo Ball, though. You know, uh, you know, I feel like he got that, you know, what is that it? What is, like, when you see it, like, because you, you see it in John Morant. Yeah. You see it in Steph. You see it in yeah. Kyrie. You see it in Chris Paul. There's only a a, a a few that that have the it. Like, oh shit! Like, what is you know what I mean? Like, can it, you it, talk it start, about? Yeah, it starts from the family, man. It starts from you know you you at home. What's being what's being what, you know what kind of hot sauce they putting on your food? You know to put that pepper in you. When I look at when I look at them ball kids. Mm-hmm. I go right to their daddy. Yep. Their daddy ain't no punk. And then when you look around them, right? I, when I visit 
when I visited them to like do interviews and talk to them, hey man, they playing on the concrete. Yeah. <laughs> they, they hoopers. Yeah, they they practicing and playing on the concrete. Yep. They ain't playing it. They ain't playing in a you know a, a gym where you got the the nice lights and all that. You know they running they running the hills. They doing they doing all old school work. Yeah. But when they get to the NBA, you know I look I look at I look at them ball boys and they hey they they, they know it. how to play. They know how to. I mean you just and and they they not selfish, and they ain't no punks either. Man, don't you just love you a great point guard? You know yeah, what I mean? You, I just you win without it, man. And, and that's why I wanted to do this show, man, because I felt like there's so many great point guards out here. There's so many dudes that I like. Like one uh, I want to get on the show is Rafer Austin. It's like, yeah. man, I got the utmost respect for this dude. Just like Rod Strickland. Right. I mean, come on now. That's another yeah. godfather. These are my, yeah. my you know, yeah. Ross yeah. Strickland, you know, uh Nick Van Axel. You know what I yep. mean? Certain yep. people was just like, yo, bro, what are you out here doing? Like, can you slow down? You know, me and when I got in the league, it was almost like I'm I, I grew up watching everybody. I always wanted to play against everybody. But when I was playing against him, I'm like, damn, can you slow down so I can see what the fuck you're doing? You know what I mean? Like, damn, I need to, what the fuck did you just do? I used to say that to Jason Kidd. Like, man, how the fuck you see that? Like, I used to think his eyes was crossed. I used to think Jason Kidd couldn't see shit until I played against him. <laughs> hey, man, he, I, I never got a chance to play against Jason Kidd, but the time that I got a chance to coach against him, yeah, we had a we had a oh my uh, gosh a high game series, um, you know, Indiana against New Jersey. I remember that, and you know, coaching against Jason Kidd is was difficult. like trying to coach against Magic Johnson mm-hmm. because Jason Kidd read every single play. Right? Absolutely, every time you made a mistake. That ball was on the money, and somebody was dunking it or laying it up, and and all you could do as a coach was like pray and hope <laughs> that, he, that he miss a shot. So it, it got to the point, Baron, where I was like, okay, I don't want him to pass. I want him to shoot. Yep. So we're gonna try to make him shoot. Remember yep. they kept saying yep. Jason Kidd couldn't shoot. Yep. And where that, that is- series that we played him, that was the series that. All of a sudden now, Jason Kidd. He start making shots. Yeah. yeah. He was knocking down threes and hitting buckets. And he was he was great. I no, mean, he was amazing. Great. And then, like, you know, because point God, the Godfather, and then you're on the sidelines. And you coaching. And you coaching success. And I remember playing against you and you had Tinsley. You know what I mean? And, like. <laughs> You know, it was like, but you had, you was letting him rock. Like, it was all like, I remember, like, damn, dude, I want to come over here and play with you. Remember, I used to tell you that shit all the time. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like, God damn, Z, get me over here, bro. Get, get Tinsley up out of here. But Tinsley was balling. We would have won it. We would have won, won it. We would have won a championship. We, we would have been mean. We would have been, been extremely, extremely, extremely mean. Yeah, no, no, we'd have won a championship. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, the you know, Tinsley Tinsley was great as a passer. But great Tinsley passer. didn't have 
he didn't have the he didn't have the speed. He didn't have the athleticism. You know, when I when I look at Tinsley, I look at you know he was a guy who truly maximized his potential, talent, and the potential. That Absolutely. He had. You know, Absolutely. he won. You know, he didn't have a forty inch vertical. Nope. You know, he wasn't gifted with blinding speed and right. all that. But he had a basketball IQ. Man, he was a hell of a player. He yeah. could, and he could play. I just he, felt, he yeah, yeah. I, I, I loved him. I just thought that, you know, a lot of times, like, he had just, like, he had maximized everything he could. You yep, know what I mean? Yep. And so, you know, there's also like, uh, uh, there's level to like, you know, presence and godliness. You know what I mean? And like him being able to, com- like if he was able to command yep. those yep. dudes, like, you yep. know, like you could do it from the sidelines, but like if you could get him yeah. to kind of like, yeah. yo, just stay consistent with Jason Kidd, whatever it is, just be a dog on him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but you need that presence to be able to like manage yeah. These wolves, you know what I mean? Because, yeah, like, the big yeah, dogs got to yeah. eat, you know. Yeah. The three, your, your small forwards are crazy. All they want to do is score. You know what I mean? Your two guards, they more professional, probably went yeah. to school for yeah. three, four years, and, you, and your power forward is stable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Usually he married with a couple kids, and he, he, he coming to the job to work. You know what I mean? Everybody yeah. else is everybody else is kind of a wild card. You know what I mean? So so the management and the presence of management is 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 huge. But you know, I know you got a chance to you know coach Tinsley. Tinsley, but also coach against great point guards, you know, and seeing a lot of us young ones come up, you know, uh, I think that's the beauty in where you sit in all this, right? And this whole point guard, you know, hierarchy. And, you know, for us, you know, having you on this show, right, has really been an entryway into what it means to have all of the qualifications, what it means to be a mad scientist when it comes to constructing and deconstructing, you know, the personalities and the framework of your team, a, a, a masterful painter when it comes to understanding how those numbers, right, present color and how these personalities on your team all need to mesh into a perfect painting. Yeah. Right. To be the boss of all bosses. Right. And to know that, you know, you can take all the amount of responsibility, right. Even see things that other players don't and assume their responsibility on their own. So they don't have to fight. And then lastly, the visionary, you got to be a barrier breaker. You got to see past the guard gates. You have to see past the trees. You have to see past the game that was invented for big guys, that was invented for small forwards, that was set up for their success and their measure of success to understand that there's something that the little guys can have a piece of the pie. And so with all that, Those are the ingredients. And that's why this episode of Point God is extremely, extremely special. 
because this sets the standard. You are a standard, sir. And we want to give you your roses, and we want to let you know you're the coldest at our position to ever do it. Well, thank you, and I, I appreciate that, but I also come with the understanding of knowing <clears throat> on any given Sunday, we can all get each other. Oh yeah, for sure. For <laughs> sure. For sure. That don't mean that don't mean <laughs> that don't mean I didn't uh, I miss my fade, man. That's the yeah, you you the only fade that I miss. And I was like, damn, dude, I ain't gonna get in the league before Isaiah get there. You was the I, only so one. I, I couldn't have did nothing with you, BD. Man, I, I, a, a, a you were you were bigger, right? And then you knew you knew how to use your bigness. Uh-huh. Right. Some guys knew they were okay, like a guy like John Bagley. John mm-hmm. Bagley was, you know, he was big, yeah. you know, wide, and he knew how to use his. Yeah, he could mess with you. Yeah, you had the bigness, and then you had the athleticism, but then you had that straight dog. Like, look, yeah, we can do this now. Hey, dude! Hey, you want to scratch? I prefer to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we can play some basketball. Right, we can play. Hey, dude! That that is that that was my mentality, man. It's like, damn, dude. I was like, man, I'm I'm glad I'm going. This guy, this is different, man. It's because of you, man. I I never forget my first start in the playoff game. I picked Tim Hardaway up full court, and he picked the. He didn't know I was gonna pick him up, so he picked his dribble up, and I'm ha ha, you know ha, I'm breathing ha, you know I'm hype. And he said bow and hit me dead in the mouth. Oh, I look at the ref. Ref said kept playing, keep playing. I said, yo, after this game, I am going to maul your motherfucking ass, dog. I swear to God, if you ever do that, and then the next play down, I popped him. Boom, then I popped yeah. him again. And he was like, yo, you all right? I said, no, bro. I am <laughs> not okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I came to play basketball. Don't fuck with me, man. <laughs> I will that's bite the, you. That's the Chicago thing. It's like no, that's that. Chicago. Yes. That, yeah. But, but this is this is where... This is where Oakland mm-hmm. and LA and Chicago are a lot. Oh, uh, we love each other. Oh my it, God, we love each other. Like, okay, we gonna fight first, and then, then we, we gonna, gonna hoop. The yeah, and then we go hoop. Yeah, then we go. <laughs> we we go. Hey, we may get down. But I yeah. love this dude right here. You know what? Yeah. He get down. Like he and get by down. By the way, we, we just got through fighting, and we yeah. in the car with some Isley brothers. Well, I, <laughs> I, I like, bro. You didn't have to hit me like that. I didn't know you was a black belt. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! And then just shout out to to you know just to the Chicago guards. I wanted you to you know just speak to because we want to know Chicago too. Right. And shout out to the Derrick Rose. You know what I mean? Shout out to all the all the all the young Chicago PGs coming up. But who who was the person who were the guards that inspired you? Right. And who are some of those Chicago guards that we just want to shout out as we wrap up the show? Please, everybody go back and find some some tape or some film or some stats on Kevin Porter. Oh, okay. KP, 
KP would come down and he would be high stepping. Uh-huh. You know, he would, he would be high stepping and he would be diamond and you know, he he was in the league, you know, dropping, you know, 22, 23 assists. Okay. Okay. You know, and but you know, from Chicago, you had Kevin Porter, you had Ronnie Lester, mm-hmm. you had Billy Harris who never really made it to the NBA. Um you, you know, of course, you got the Derrick Rose and yep. myself, yep. Uh, uh, you know, and that, you know, the guard list go on and on. You know, my my high school class. Here are the NBA champions. Mm. You're the NBA champions yeah. that won championships in the NBA. Doc Rivers as a coach. Wow. Craig Hodges as a player. Wow. Rod Higgins as a player. Wow. Shout out Daryl Walker as a player. The shout out D Walk. Eddie Johnson as a player. Wow. Isaiah Thomas as a player. I made the God. Mark Aguirre as a player. My dog. <laughs> My dog. These seven Damn. guys, same neighborhood, same community. We all come into the NBA <clears throat> and win championship rings. Now, some of the guys who didn't win a championship during that during my class. So Terry Cummins, wow, you know he's playing with the Bucks. Absolutely, never won one. You know, Ricky Green never won one. Cold. But Mo Cheeks, I forgot Mo Cheeks. Cold. Mo Cheeks got his. Mo Cheeks, right? Cold. Point so, God. So He'll Chicago, be on the show. I don't honestly over the last twenty five years of the NBA, I don't think there's been one NBA champion in the last twenty five years. That hasn't had a Chicago player on. Talk that talk. Shout out to Chicago. Big love. Big love. From the Windy City, from the snow yard, from the schoolyard, from hopping the fence, playing with OGs, playing with his older brother. Right? From the fight, the fight or flight mode, the love, from his mom, the hustle, the intellect, the spirit, the mastery, the cadence, the understanding, the wisdom, the practice, the research. And then to do the same thing off the court as a mentor, as a father, as an announcer who always bigs up the new players, right? And just as a figure in our sport, in our world, there will be no point guards without the point guard himself, Isaiah Thomas. Thank you for doing this. Thank you. I enjoyed myself. This was a good conversation. We got to finish up. We're going we gonna to definitely have to do a part two because I want to get <coughs> into really kind of life after basketball, right? Uh, shout out to Sherlon. Right. I want to give a shout out to Sherlon, you as an entrepreneur. And, you know, I think the second part I definitely want to do this is, is how do you become a point guard outside the game and still build your brand. Right. And then like, what, what is the here? Right. Cause Isaiah Thomas is here and he's now here. How did, what is the here? Right. Because it's not a championship. You know, uh, what is the new vision? What is the new search? What is the new quest that, you know, you keep carving out territory, you keep carving out road, we keep following your lead? I want my people to be free in America. 
That's right. <laughs> I, I do too. Have, I want us to have birthrights. That's right. That's right. We need we need we need our own shit. And that's what you've taught me. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm con- continuing to follow in your path, OG, because you are you are the one. You know what I mean? You my guy. <laughs> you my guy. <laughs> my sister took a picture at Disneyland when uh, and this is to wrap the show. She took a picture at like Disneyland or the carnival. And remember how y'all used to have the cardboards and people would yeah, come yeah, and take yeah. a picture? And so I was asleep. And I guess she came back from the fair and she had like dropped this. She was like, if he was woke, you could have met Isaiah Thomas. And the way she took the picture, you didn't know it was a cardboard. It was you right there. Man, I was so upset. I was so, I still have that picture. I'm going to show you that picture. I still had that picture because I used to wake up like, God damn it, she don't even like basketball. You know what I mean? She got a picture with Isaiah Thomas. Like, oh man, I hated my sister for so long. But I had that picture, man. I thought I thought you was I thought you had really sent me a message. So <laughs> I sent it through the universe. <laughs> I got it. I got it. That's all I needed. Oh man, I appreciate you, OG man, and love, love you, man, and can't wait to have you back for part two. Appreciate you too. Let me know, um, and we'll put it on the calendar and get it done. All right. And how can we find you? <clears throat> Uh, any announcements? I know you got the Sherlon. How can we celebrate? We want to celebrate you with Sherlon. So uh, I'm gonna need some of that on the show, just from my other point guards. You see, I got the water. I should be oh, yeah, I'm I'm should, not, at, after every show, boop, popping a bottle, pouring <laughs> a glass. You know what I mean? So let us know how we can find you and how we can follow you. I'm a, I'm a, you can, you can always go to Sherlon.com. That's C-H-E-U-R-L-I-N.com. That is all champagne. On Twitter, I'm Isaiah Thomas. Not I am Isaiah Thomas, just Isaiah Thomas. Uh, and that's I-S-I-A-H. Uh, I am the old Isaiah, not the young <laughs> Isaiah. The young girls here is with two A's. I'm only with one A. And on Instagram, Isaiah Thomas, also on Instagram. Appreciate you, OG, man. And I know the fans, you know, it's good for them to hear you and it's good for the people to hear you because, you know, you are one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. And then it's like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, all right, don't let me go into the mad scientist, but like, man, a heart of gold, a love and appreciate. Like, you love so many people, yo. You give so much love. I watched it on TNT. I sat on the booth with you, and it's like you never said a negative word about any player, yo. Any player. You know what I mean? And I just want to give you your roses and just tell you my hero, man. And as we wrap up the show, love you, ladies and gentlemen. I just want to thank the legend himself, Isaiah Thomas, for stopping by Point God, laying down the facts, the fundamentals, the insight from what it takes to be a point guard into a point God. Thank you, Isaiah. Point God is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.